who are you? I'm Harry, Harry Potter. Joe, do you know what a bender is? No, I actually have no idea. No? Okay. Well, I used to play hockey, and a bender essentially is someone who... Never mind. I don't know how to what a bender is. Let's restart. Let's restart. Okay. I don't know how to describe a bender properly, so... Um, I, I, I got one for you. What? What do you get when you give a pumpkin steroids? Hagrid's wet dream. Bruh. <laughs> God. All right, just, just another chapter. My blood murmurs. What a time to be alive and what a time it is to listen to just another chapter with Jacob and Joe. That was, that was something, Joe. Um, thank you for that. Uh, I'm keeping that in. I that's I thought we were already started. Say no more. Say no <laughs> more. Um, exactly. And yeah, uh, this is just another chapter. Uh, chapter seven, Mudblood Murmurs. Um, mm. Obviously, if you're listening at this point, you probably know the shtick. This is a book club, essentially. And we're going through the Harry Potter books, chapter by chapter, after watching the movies in the past, but that that doesn't matter where the books are where it's at and that's where we are today mm-hmm. and i don't know it's starting to pick up quite a bit with this chapter especially so joe why don't you uh, guide us through this interesting chapter well you know jacob this chapter was pretty interesting i gotta say it's probably one of the better chapters of this book so far um so essentially what happens is we have Harry, who is avoiding Gilderoy Lockhart at all costs. The man does not want to see him. He does not want to be given any tips about how to be famous. I don't yesterday. blame him. I don't no. blame him. <laughs> no, I was like, why is this guy raising his hands? I'm sorry. It's okay. I appreciate it. It's, it's, I like it. So Harry, you know, he gets woken up super early in the morning by Oliver Wood. You guys remember Oliver Wood? Quidditch captain. The Gryffindor Quidditch captain. He wakes up Harry and says, yo, we got to go and practice at six in the morning for Quidditch. We're the first team to practice. On his way there, Harry runs into a quite little annoying Colin Cleary. Cleary? Colin, he runs into Colin and Colin will not leave him alone to the point where Harry's trying to shake him off. One, two, you know, oop, oop. I, I just, I dodged him. I dodged him. No, I didn't. No, you didn't because Colin followed you all the way to Quidditch practice. The only time Harry could get alone to himself was when he went into the change room. That's some creepy stuff. Harry yeah. Potter was chased by a first year, by a 10-year-old, 11-year-old into the change room. Just putting that out there. So then after that, he comes out, he's explaining to Colin what Quidditch is, what each position does, you know, all that fun stuff. And then as they're practicing, guess who shows up to the pitch, Jacob? Gosh, those stinking Slytherin folk just showing up out of nowhere. Yes, they do show up, Jacob. And guess what? They have a brand new seeker. His name rhymes. I can't rhyme. It's Draco Malfoy. So Oliver Wood goes down trying to be like, yo, what is everyone doing here? Like, do you guys not know that we 
kind of rented this entire space out for like i don't know all day and then they the captain the 50 year captain from slytherin is like yo we got this note from snape the reason why is because we have a brand new seeker in comes in draco malfoy who flaunts a little bit that he got the entire team not nimbus that nimbus 2000s nimbus 2000s and one call me fred van vliet going to the lane i'm sorry i'll, I'll tone down right now essentially and then it kind of gets there ron and hermione they come they're kind of just trying to see what's happening until hermione is like you know what draco at least they didn't buy their way onto the team the gryffindors didn't buy their way onto the team you had to buy your way on and he's like shut up you filthy mudblood <laughs> at that point hermione had no idea what the hell is going on but everyone around her <gasps> what is happening what is that dirty word and ron trying to like i don't know is ron flirting with hermione by protecting her i don't know foreshadowing i don't know but essentially ron tries to put a curse that would make draco throw up slugs for the rest of the day yet his wand is so broken that it essentially backfired onto himself and now ron is vomiting what was it slugs all day yeah. mm -hmm. so yeah. ron harry and hermione they end up going to hagrid's trying to see if Hagrid would know how to cure the slugs. And Hagrid's like, you know what, my guy? You just got to kind of let it happen. You got to just let it take its course and everything. On their way, sorry, I, I forgot one important part. Gilderoy Lockhart was leaving Hagrid's hut as the guys and Hermione were coming in. And there they were talking about uh, Harry and Hermione asked Lockhart, hey, uh, sorry, ask Hagrid, what was Lockhart doing here? And then Lockhart was trying to teach Hagrid how to do a specific task, just like he was trying to teach a herbology teacher how to do her job. Mm -hmm. So we can now tell that Lockhart just thinks he's better than everyone else. Whatever. So uh, on the way out, sorry, not on the way out, as they're talking, Harry and Hagrid having a little bit of banter. Hagrid's out there saying, you know what? I heard you're giving out aut autographs, Harry. Why, why didn't I get an autograph? And Harry furious and Hagrid's like, no, you know, I'm just kidding. I know you're not like that. <laughs> Gilderoy is just a little bit of a dickhead. Um, you know, that entire conversation happens. They they talk about what Draco said about the mudbloods. And we kind of get an explanation as to what mudbloods is. It's essentially just saying they're dirty blooded. They're not pure bloods. And we can remember from, I believe it was chapter floors at Blurish and Blot, when we saw Lucius and Draco Malfoy trying to sell off some of their dark magic items that they were saying that pure bloods are better than every other family. And we even said that Lucius was like, how dare you let a mud blood, how dare you let a muggle beat you in wizarding tests when she is not from wizarding descent. Mm. We find out it's a dirty word is disgusting. It's essentially just racism. It's blatant racism. And then we go back to Hagrid just having a little bit of more banter with uh, Harry. He's like, quote, I have not been giving out, sorry, um, got a bone to pick here. I heard you've been giving out signed photos. How come I haven't got one? Once again, just kind of has some banter. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Um, and then Hagrid's like, you know, I know you didn't really have to give out signed photos. You're more famous than Lockhart even, and you don't even have to try. So it's nice to know that somebody, it's reassuring to Harry and to the reader that somebody else sees how full of himself, aside from just Ron and Harry, how full of himself Lockhart is. Fast forward a little bit, Professor McGonagall is saying that Ron and Harry have to do a part of their detentions tonight. 
So it was okay. I, this is one thing I did not understand, Jacob. Was it part of their detention or was it the entire detention? Um, I don't know. Actually, I just it's. I don't know. I think it was that was just their detention. I guess. So essentially, yeah, they flew a car at almost risk the wizarding world being found out and their only detention was um what was their detention ron's detention is like wiping stuff down without any magic silver without using magic with filch and then harry had to answer fan mail with Lockhart, yeah which is brutal at lockhart's request at lockhart's request but if you remember what was hermione and harry's punishment last year for being in the astrology tower at one in the morning Going to the Forbidden Forest. Yeah. So, I don't know. What is, like, it goes back to that question. Like, what is this, like, point system? What is this, like, system of discipline? It's like, I don't get it. I'm going to be honest. I don't get it. It's pretty yeah. weird. I don't get it either, man. Um, but anyways, yeah. Well, let's uh, go to Harry and Lockhart just kind of vibing in Lockhart's office. Harry hates it, but come on, man. You kind of broke the rules. You got to serve some time. He's trying to just kind of, uh, he's just trying to say, yeah, it happened, whatever. Lockhart will be talking and then Harry's like, yep, nope, yep. He just nods and acts as if anything, anything he smile says. Smile and is, wave, boys. Smile, smile and wave. wave. It's like when the auntie at the dinner party is trying to ask you, uh, hey, how's school? And you're like, good, good. <laughs> Even though you're having a mental breakdown every three seconds at school. What? Um, the only thing that Harry really noticed of, you know, Lockhart saying is, Celebrity is as celebrity does. Remember that. Don't know what that means, but apparently that's once again more good advice from Gildory Lockhart. Not, but yeah, but this, (laughs) but this is where the chapter Jacob gets a little bit spicy. Mm. We have our first sighting of some dark, evil magic. At least we think. We're not sure yet. Harry starts to hear some voices. "Quote, come to me." let me rip you let me tear you let me kill you and harry's like yo what is that what like lockhart's like wait what do you say bro you're going insane right now and the chapter essentially ends where harry is telling ron that hey this happened i'm not sure if it was lockhart lockhart couldn't hear it or at least that's what he said and that's what the that's where the chapter ended jacob Woo. Tough chapter. Tough chapter. Uh, Tough chapter. Very, very, yeah. Especially that ending was very in- interesting, honestly. Um, I don't know. Did you, did you, before we get, we're not going to give our broomstick raise, but did you like this chapter? I liked it. I thought it was one of the better ones of this book. Mainly, like, I still think Flourish and Blots is the best chapter of this book so far, just because it was just fun. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, it had, like, everything from dark magic to blah, blah, blah to, you know, like our first Gilderoy Lockhart and then fangirling. And you kind of just got to see like fun. Yeah. Mud Bloods and Murmurs was more of like the dark introduction to what the wizarding world is and the pure bloods versus mud bloods and just how disgusting some wizards are and how some wizarding families think they're better. And it's just a classist system. So in that sense, I thought it was really good because it, it gave you more of a history lesson as to what, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I as a whole, this chapter is like it's okay, but it was like good in the sense that it explained a lot. Yeah, I, I think essentially you you laid it out right there. It's like 
especially like this is like our first kind of real appearance of the word mudblood in the sense where it's like a degrading term yeah and it's kind of interesting how we kind of learn at the same time through this book as harry and hermione they don't know either like hermione is the one who is yeah. called mudblood and she didn't even know what it was someone who reads a lot of books who's yeah that um, was that's weird yeah i uh, kind of interesting but yeah it's it's also interesting just like how that came about it's an argument between the slytherin and gryffindor hermione and ron come down from the stands to see what's going on and it's because malfoy's dad bought the whole team nimbus 2001 broomsticks so that he could join the team essentially and become the seeker buying his way into it and it's him and his family who are using these degrading terms the rich kind of wizarding pure blood family who is like supposedly the best at least in their eyes and we see in previous chapters how much they compare like because they have money compared to the weasleys they're like oh we're better than you we're better wizards because this is our i don't know our upbringing this is our our lineage it's better than yours yep. and then coming from malfoy who's the son of lucius malfoy him okay. using the word mud, mud blood is just i mean it's fitting and it's kind of like our first appearance of well first really strong appearance of mud blood and how degrading it is mm -hmm. and even like we hear from from ron like kind of explaining like it doesn't even matter if you're pure blood or half blood he's like even says um, most wizards these days are half-blood anyways. If we hadn't married mudbloods, we would have died out, or muggles, we would have died out. And it's like, he even says Neville is a pure blood, and he's like kind of like a bumbling uh, weirdo and like is not as competent of a wizard as Hermione is. So it's like kind of, it shows that Draco makes a big deal out of it and is kind of using it in a degrading sense. And then how the rest don't see it like... Well, they see it as being an issue, but they don't see like see it, others yeah. as being an issue. It, like this whole Draco thing. Sorry, I, I'm trying to word this in a way that makes sense. Draco and and essentially just being racist towards Hermione makes no. It doesn't really make any sense to me. Like. I look sorry. It makes sense. It, it's just that's what I'm saying. It's I'm trying to find the words to make it make sense. We understand in the real world, in the real world, like in our world, where racism started, though it's completely wrong, and nobody's saying that racism is right. It's just we know like when it started and how it started. In the wizarding world, it's not as clear as that. I wish we would have kind of know why. Like, why do you hate? Like, is it just as simple as? we're pure bloods and you're not yeah it, i think that's literally all it is and that's why it's like it is it is very parallel to like kind of racism in our society where it's like you are you have two uh strong wizards married and have a offspring and now you're so much better as opposed to like two different people who have different backgrounds having an offspring it's like why is that any different really like it's your experiences um that kind of shape you so why is it like you're automatically better just because of who your parents are it's really yeah. it's really weird and i think 
the line I just read out, most wizards these days are half-blood anyways. If we hadn't married muggles, we would have died out. I think it's very interesting because like it, it doesn't really answer your question, but it kind of points to the like almost like it being like, yeah, it's just it's a way of it's a way of life, uh, marrying muggles and like it doesn't really matter. And like it is what it is kind of thing. The way Ron, who had a very kind of loving family and a very kind of a big family, had a lot of different experiences compared to Malfoy, who is we, we think is a only child from a very supposedly top-notch wizarding family is very different the way they look at um, the wizarding world through that lens of racism or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, how, how do I, let's get into, you know, your chapter winner and why. Um, I think for me, my chapter winner best character was Bron because he kind of shows not only is he sticking up for one of his best friends, um, even when he's like puking and everything, puking up the slugs later at Hagrid's, he's really kind of explaining to the rest of them, aside from Hagrid, who already knows that it's it's awful and it's like everything. He's like giving like that perspective of why it's so wrong and why Malfoy's awful for doing that. I don't know. It's just, it's another great win from Ron being just the voice of reason and a very kind of, I don't know, it's a good to hear from his perspective and on this because he is from a, uh, a wizarding family that's a little bit different than others, but he's, he's got that experience in the world. And I don't know, it was just, I was very interesting to hear him like as he's puking, basically like denouncing, it's like this awful, mudblood's awful, that you should never have said that. Yeah. So I don't know. For me, it was Ron um, in this chapter. I'll give I'll give a minor minor shout. Not it's not really a winner, but it's it's kind of more of a like a funny is Colin Creevy. <laughs> I Moment. don't know. He's very dedicated. So I'll give I'll give him that. He's really just wants to get some pictures of Harry and show him to his dad. So minor shout out for Colin. So How about you. I Colin, okay, so last episode, Jacob, I kind of said, like, I'll go deep into uh, into Colin. Colin's one of those characters where it's, like, you feel bad because, like, you don't want to kind of bully him. He's, like, that, he's that ninth grader that, as a twelfth grader, you don't want to be friends with, but he, like, looks up to you and, like, his, like, his mom asked you, like, hey, can you just, like, keep an eye out on him? But, like, you said okay expecting really not to do much whereas colin's mm. like yo i'm your right hand man like i'm doing everything <laughs> with you yeah you can't hate that person but man does it get fucking annoying holy yeah. crap does it get annoying absolutely i i agree i mean he is he's a bit pushy and he's all up in his face and everything harry's face but i i get it he's new it's a whole new world for him also yeah. and like that's just how he's like he's absorbing everything and like it is very annoying i think he should give him a little bit of space but i i get it as well so that's why he got a bit of a shout out from me my but he was on my chapter winner i just wanted to kind of go yeah, in right, on yeah. call it <laughs> <laughs> i had a feeling you were going to pick ron as your chapter winner so i decided to go completely different from the beginning hagrid is my chapter yeah. winner so for two reasons one He's he continues to be that father figure for Harry that 
Harry desperately needs but didn't ask for. And Hagrid's not overbearing to the point where it's like, okay, get it. Like, you're not my dad. Um, the reason why I, I picked him, though, is because of this quote, my favorite quote of this chapter. Quote, I knew you hadn't really. I told Lockhart you didn't need to. You were more famous than him without trying. Eat like... You have friends in your life that stick up to you when you're around, but they won't always stick up for you when you're not around. Hagrid's not one of those people. He's gonna he's he's a ride or die. He's the definition of ride or die. I love that. I also just like how comedic he was and just how he was like talking shit about Lockhart. And then he was like kind of saying, like, yeah, I know, like Drake, like Drake was a fucking asshole for saying that to you, Hermione. Just everything that Hagrid did was perfect. And I felt like he was the perfect, like. And even though we don't see Hagrid as mature, he was the perfect mature person in that scenario. Maybe Dumbledore could have like done that, but I just don't think Dumbledore has that connection with the trio yet, and especially not with Harry. Yeah, no, definitely Hagrid. Um, very important once again in this chapter. Um, yeah, like being that kind of father figure, like you mentioned, and just being the, around and being kind of a voice of reason not kind of I mean he is a very very quirky fellow but he does give decent advice and like he gives them answers and he gives them more clarity on certain things and I think he definitely did in there uh, in this chapter and he also the fact that he gives um, Ron like the A-OK -okay after trying to cast a curse on on Malfoy with the slugs yeah props props to Hagrid because he sees he sees the Malfoys as for what they are yeah. as being just kind of arrogant uh, family. And obviously Malfoy is one of them. So shout out, shout out to Hagrid yeah. for giving props to Ron for at least trying. Obviously mm -hmm. it didn't work out um, backfired, but it is. Another, th another thing about Hagrid that really stood out to me, this is also why is just that Harry reminded us that Hagrid um, got expelled from Hogwarts in his third year, mm -hmm. but he never really said why. And, the reason why Harry brought that up in his mind is because as we we're going outside and Hagrid was showing um, Ron, Hermione, and uh, and my guy HP, HP like the sauce, as they were showing them like the pumpkins, ha uh, Harry saw the pink umbrella that Hagrid always has on him and thought to himself, is that what Hagrid, does Hagrid disguise his wand as a, um as a pink umbrella because Hagrid is not allowed to be using magic since he got expelled from school but Hagrid does not nobody knows why Hagrid got expelled it, it, it got that like nobody knows why Hagrid got expelled plus what you just mentioned with how do I say this what you just mentioned with him giving the A-OK -okay to kind of like fuck up Draco Malfoy mm -hmm. it makes me think does Lucius Malfoy have anything to do with Hagrid's expulsion mm. did they go together they, I, like, I don't know how like age really works in the wizarding world. Like we had Nicholas Flamel being like eight thousand years old, but then yeah. we also had like I don't know, like like when do you stop aging? Like Dumbledore was like a hundred something years old. That's, and... a, that's a good point. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's why he doesn't have. Uh, he's not very fond of the Malfoys. Could be good point. Good point. It, it's something to think about. Think about it. Think about it. Um, I'll I'll go with. Um, or do you want to give me your quote? Um, I'm sorry, I already said my quote. It was oh, right, a Hagrid's. Right, 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 right. It was Hagrid's line. Uh, yeah, give me yours. I, I want to hear yours. Mine was essentially the scene, the that triggered the the slugs moment. It's, okay. 
At least no one on the Gryffindor team uh, had to buy their way in, said Hermione sharply. They got pure talent. The smug look on Malfoy's face flickered. No one asked for your filthy little, your opinion, filthy little mudblood. He spat. And I just, I don't know, that's what kind of triggered the dialogue. Obviously, that's what, how we kind of learned about the mudbloods. Mm-hmm. Um, well, down the line when they went to Hagrid's. And it also links to my chapter winner, which is Ron, who stood up for Hermione when she didn't even know it was bad at first. And he tried his best, didn't work out because of the silly wand he has. But I don't know, it just, and it also goes with my cha- my least favorite character of the chapter, Malfoy. Hmm. Just why is he like this? Why does he have to, why does everything have to be like so like extra with him? I don't understand, but that's just that's just what he is. It's it's weird. Malfoy is weird. I his character development in the movies was just like that of masterpiece for me, and I just I, I can't wait to kind of dissect how his character develops through like the full seven books. Um, sorry, Jacob, something totally off topic. Do you find that this book is a little bit like of a drag to read? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not as it's not as like it doesn't have the same tempo as the last book for sure. I think it's kind mm-hmm. of I feel like it's starting to pick up now, but like it kind of it has like it's it's moments for sure, but it's not it's, yeah, it's different for sure. Um so far it's meh. But I mean, I'm sure it'll get better. It's only chapter seven. Yeah, obviously, like we like, it's not like the first book where it's like you have like the first, like chapter one and chapter five being like two of the best chapters of the entire series. There's nothing really in this book that's like up to that level, and I think that's what really holds this book back. It is, there's nothing that just really, as so far at least, sorry, there's nothing that really excites you. Like, yes, you have like the one or like the one line at the end where it's like Harry hears some stuff. So it's like, oh, is this like reminiscing to chapter two of book one where Harry like where Harry was talking to a snake? Is this what's happening again? That only he can hear it. Yeah, that only he can hear it. It's it's one of those things that just. There's no like oomph to this book yet, like for a lack of better word, there is no oomph. O U M P H. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I get you. And um, I'll just, I'll throw out a little teaser. I think we'll, in our next chapter, it does start to pick up quite a bit mm-hmm. um, with the end of that one. But I mean, do you, I don't know. It does. It definitely does feel a little bit slower in yeah than the first book. I mean, it's, I mean, we did mention, I think it was our very first episode of the of the Chamber of Secrets, where it's like, we both acknowledge that this was probably our least favorite movie going into it. But I mean, I don't know, it, it might maybe throughout the book, it will develop, it will be a lot better than we expected. I mean, it is still very early on in the book. So who knows? Who knows, um, indeed. Is there anything else you want to add before we get to our broomsticks? Shout out Hagrid. Fuck the Malfoys. What else really needs to be said? Mm-hmm. Absol- absolutely agree. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll drop. I'll drop my broomstick rating. I I gave this one four out of five. 
Um, I think it just touched four out of five. I don't think it was anywhere near five for me. I think I think it is solid four because yeah, the the mud, the, like the mud blood stuff, the the kind of the beef, the ongoing beef with Malfoy and the trio, how much he, he did, like has distaste for them for different reasons. I think it was really escalated in this, and obviously shout out Hagrid, of course. Um, shout out Colin Creevy. I don't know. I I saw. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good, and there was not a lot of Lockhart in this one after a yeah. Lockhart filled chapter in the last one. So I don't know. I thought four out of five was a good rating for this one. I overall pretty solid, but yeah, it's. It, I think there still needs some more oomph, like you said, but. Um, I think it's coming though. It definitely feels like it's coming. Yeah, it's it's something that J.K.R. does like so perfectly is she'll give you nothing for like three chapters, but then the end of that one chapter, like the end of the third chapter, is like jaw dropping, and that's what it was in in Lockhart's office. It was just jaw dropping because I'm like, God damn, like what's what's gonna happen what's next? What's happening? Yeah, what's happening? Um, Jacob, you sure we're not allowed to give like half a broomstick? Nope. Sorry. You're very adamant on on not Sorry. breaking these broomsticks in half. No. Well, I mean, do you want you do you want to do the rotten tomato system where it's you like it or you don't? I don't really understand. I don't really understand the rotten tomato system. Apparently, if it's like 99%, it's good. Like 99% I mean, of rotten. Nine... I yeah, mean, it's essentially the vote critics. They vote if they like it or not. And then there's a percentage of people who liked it of the critics. It's just the name Rotten Tomato. It's like, <laughs> yo, it is scored like 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it means it's good. Where I'm like, if somebody's like, yo, this thing like got 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, I'd be like, yeah, so is this movie trash? Yeah. Like okay. my, I used to watch movies as a kid and be like, um, okay, yeah, this movie has like 78% Rotten Tomatoes. It has to be bad, right? Like it's bad, like rotten tomatoes. I don't know. Sorry, total. Tangent. I think you're reading too much into the name. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, you're rating. Yeah, so four out of five. I think it was a good chapter. I loved how, um, I loved how Ron has no idea how to wax silver, clean silver. Like it's <laughs> it's something that like you and I might learn at a very young age because we're not fucking wizards. But Ron is like he's done everything with magic. Um, yeah, I don't know. Four out of five. If we could break a broomstick in half or even quarters, this would be like a three, seven, five out of four. No, sorry. Sorry. Okay, fine. It, so it four is. out of five. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the. Okay. Should I wrap it up there? Just like should yeah. I just? Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, my awkward ass is going to ramble into the ending of just another chapter, chapter seven, Mudbloods and Murmurs for Joe Maloof and Jacob Mitchell. We will see you guys tomorrow. I just really went the full um the full sports broadcaster outro, didn't I? Alright, see you guys. Who are you? I'm Harry, Harry Potter.